0: Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Before we get started officially with this episode, I want to let you know that my one-on-one coaching wrecking ball is now open. It's going to be open for a little bit, but not a long time, which is so vague, I know. Uh, But basically, if you've been wanting to work with me one-on-one, now is the time to check it out. It's going to be linked up in my show notes. And get your application in just, it's just a form and then I'll follow up with you with a call link and we can chat about the specifics of it. If it's going to be the right time and the right fit for you, all of that good stuff. And if you are wanting to work with me, but you're not quite sure, I want you to know that I won't be taking on new one-on-one clients until a little bit after the new year. So Do with that information what you want, but I'm just putting it out there. So Wrecking Ball is going to be best suited for the individual that's like really ready to buckle in and make some serious changes and shifts with how she's living, how she's showing up. I always equate it to like, this is how it felt for me. I felt like I was on this swing set and I was pumping as hard as I could, and every time I'd get to the top, like I could I could see where I wanted to go. Ugh, like I could I just was so ready to be done with all this stuff and worrying and behaviors and I was just I, I just knew that I wanted to just drop so much of this anxiety and who I was, but I could never fully make it around the swing set, like I would pump so hard and I just, I couldn't make it, but damn it, every time I got to the top, I could see it. So if that is you, if you're someone that's like, oh, I am seriously ready to make some changes and to show up with more certainty in my life and business, more authority, not worrying so damn much about what everyone thinks. I just want to do my thing and feel great doing it. Check it out. It's in the show notes and jump in on this. It's going to be a great time. It's going to completely shift how you show up for yourself and what your life looks like. So don't miss out on that. All right. This week, we're talking about how, how do you change yourself? How do you change your beliefs? This is a big question that comes up on consult calls, which I do the best to explain that I can. Um... But the, the very honest to goodness truth is is that sometimes you have to, to just do it and go through it for it to really click and resonate. And this is because what we haven't already done seems kind of impossible. So there was this time way back in the day, I was at a, my very, very short stay at Pacific Lutheran University. It was the first attempt at college that I had. I did not last very long there. Uh, turns out you actually need to go to the classes, (laughs) stay enrolled in the school. I was not doing that very well, but I was running and I, there was this girl that I just thought was, I was like, had a girl crush on her and she was in cross country. And I can't really remember why we started chatting, but she had told me that she had just run 12 miles And at this point I had, I would run three to five, like pretty like five was a, five was a stretch for me, five or I mean six, like that was really getting up there and I was tired and it just, it, you know, six was like max. And so when she told me, yeah, I just ran 12 miles. I was like, what on earth? How do you do that? How do you not die? can your body even do it? Like I don't understand. And this is because back then I didn't know anything about trail running. I didn't have any ultra marathon friends. I didn't know even what a triathlon was. I, I didn't like none of it was even in my realm of possibility or just even knowing that it existed. I just would go out, I'd do three or four miles, and then I'd be like, that was really good. And it was good. But when she told me she did 12, I was like, that's insane. Could I just, and I thought about it for a while, like, wow, what would that look like for me to do 12 miles? And I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine it because I had never done it because five miles might as well have been 50 for me, even though I was pretty fit. I mean, let's be honest. I like had a full blown eating disorder. (laughs) So I mean, I was running and like massively restricting and malnourished and everything. But I, even at that time, like I wasn't running that, that much and hearing her say that just kind of blew my brain open. Like I just, again, couldn't, couldn't really fathom it. And now fast forward to who I am today, what I know now, things that I've done in my past, the people that I know. Uh, uh, Give give me a minute. Let me put my shoes on. I'm going to go run 12 miles. Like I could do it. It's just like, yeah, fine. Let's go. I mean, now I haven't been running longer distances like that for a little while, so would I be tired by mile 10? Yeah, probably. Could I push through? Could I hang? Could I get it done? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I now no longer hear 12 miles, and I think, holy shit, is that possible for the human body? Now I hear... My crazy friends doing 100s, 140s, 200s, and stuff like that. I have zero desire. I talked about this with Leadville. Zero desire to do that. But I'm like, yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I can see that now. I can see why they do that. I can see how that's possible. I can see the ways that you're going to have to mentally and emotionally push yourself to limits that you've never been to before. But I can see how you can get it done. Why did this belief change? In something that I have not yet done yet, a hundred miler, 200 miler, and also something that I have done. Like how, because it's still 12 miles, right? The Renee that talked to that chick, it's been a minute now, right? Um, like just, uh, over a decade ago, we'll just say that, that talked to her and heard 12 miles and thought, you're lying to me. It's still 12 miles. It's still 12 miles. It's exactly the same distance. So what's different about me that now when I hear 12 miles, I'm like, "Eh, okay, sounds like a great Saturday run. Let's get some breakfast after. The reason this has changed, the reason the way that I view myself and the way that I view a 12-mile run has changed is because of what I have personally done and The surroundings I place myself in. The information that I consume. Renee back then didn't even know a 100-mile race was a thing. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know what an ultra was. None. No clue. Like a different language to me. But because of the people I've been around, because of the things that I've done, the groups that I've been involved in, the things that I've volunteered at, I have new information in my life that shifts how I think. I am still me. This is exactly how you start to change things about yourself, is that Some of those things you may be like, man, I don't know. That seems, I don't think I could ever do that. And I believe you when you say that. And yet I want you to take just a minute, rack your brain. What are the things that you thought you could never do? That yet here you are listening to this podcast out on a walk, driving around at the gym, laying on your couch, still here, still doing things? Was it surviving a breakup, surviving a death, learning a skill, getting into a certain group or school, getting a certain level of education, making a certain amount of money, teaching yourself a certain hobby or talent? There are a million things that you do now without even batting an eye. Because it's just what you're used to now. When you think back to 5, 10, 15 year ago, you, you'd be like, that's insane. I don't know. I'm not going to do that. I don't know how to do those things. I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Yes, you are. If you want to be. If you do the things to shift your environment, internal and external, because that is important. To start to shift what you believe in. If you are surrounded by people that obsess over how many almonds they eat, constantly talk about how much they weigh or how many grams of carbs they're consuming or how much they hate their body or anything about their appearance, guess what? You're probably going to be very consumed with that because it's what is in your environment. Before I started dating my boyfriend, I didn't. Re- I, I rollerbladed when I was younger. I, I always loved it. But I didn't know that much about it. And now dating him, I follow random rollerbladers. I know people that make the gear. I know the events that they have on. I know some of the names of the tricks. And actually, I make a lot of them up. Because I can't... like One of them I called turtlenose. I don't know where it came from. But... So I don't know a lot of the names, but you get what I'm saying, right? Because I met him, because I started learning about these things, it started, I, I started being around it more. I I got it. Your environment, the people you spend time with, the information that you consume is everything. Think about people that get. Involved in cults. I mean, you might you might be like, where in the hell is this going? I'm looking on my bookshelf right now, trying to find the book that I had, Unfollow by Megan Phelps Roper. And she was in a I'm gonna like butcher this. I, I can't remember when I read it, but I'm not gonna do a good job of explaining it. Basically, she got in this religious cult that her family was a part of and she just did it. She did like she was holding up signs and doing things that she didn't truly believe in for the simple fact of that was all that she knew. That was all that she knew. That was the only information that she grew up around was we hate these types of people. We disagree with this. This is what we do on Saturday during these events. This is how we think about these things. It was the only information she consumed. It was the only type of individual she had been around. So if the only types of individuals that you are around, again, are hung up on their body and calories and weight loss, or running ultra marathons, or wine connoisseurs, or into plants and gardening, or you can see what I mean, gymnastics. Gymnastics. These The people that you're around and the information that you're consuming is going to mold your entire life. And if you want to start to become someone different, if you want to start to believe new things, what new information, people, places, or things are you coming in contact with? If you're someone that never gets up in the morning... And you desperately want to be a morning person, but you work in a house with people that work in the restaurant industry. I'm just giving an example here. If you work in the restaurant industry, 2 a.m. is still pretty early for, for a night, right? You're like 4 a.m. is when you go to sleep. And you're usually drunk. And then you don't get up until 11 or 12 the next day in the morning. And that's just the, the routine, and so if you're in that environment, all your, all your roommates, all your besties, they all have that type of schedule. And you're like, you know what? I think I want to start getting up and going running at 6 a.m. And I think I want to just start like winding down around 7 or 8 p.m. Is it impossible to do it in a house with people that work in the restaurant industry? No, it's not impossible. Is it harder? Yeah. Because they're already doing a certain type of thing on a certain type of path. Uh, routine uh, schedule. And so if you're like, I want to completely do a 180, is it impossible? No, absolutely not. But this is where, if you are in that environment, consuming information, podcasts, book books, being parts of groups, is going to dramatically help you make these changes in how you show up. Because when you feel like you're the only one out of everyone changing something. It is hard. You question yourself. You're like, am I insane? This is, am I dumb? Is it weird to want to wake up at 6am and go running? Should I actually be up until 6am and be drunk? Like, is it, am I crazy? Am I nuts? Have I lost it? And if you're used to hanging out with those types of people, they're probably going to be like, yeah, you're crazy. This is nuts. Why would you do that? But If you consume enough information, you change your people that you're hanging out with, it won't, it won't seem so crazy anymore. And then when you actually start doing it for three months, six months, a year, you're like, oh, I can't believe I used to live that way. I can't believe the hours I kept. I think back to like when I was just in the height of my eating disorder, just binging and purging my brains out, running around nowhere, every fast food station is, every grocery outlet, ha- working three jobs, like just insanity. I look back at that and I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I used to do that. And I used to look at who I am today and think, she's so lazy. Let that sink in. I still work out consistently. I've created my own business. I've done a ton of cool shit. But the me back then would have thought the me right now wasn't working hard enough because I had such a skewed idea of what pushing yourself was, of what lazy was, of what listening to your body was. I was like, Oh, they're just lazy. That was what I thought. I got to tell you, even if that is true, I'm a hell of a lot happier and healthier now. And I love the way that my life is going now because I actively chose different types of information to consume. So if you're on that swing, you're pumping, like I talked about in the beginning, you're pumping back and forth And you want to get over that hump and maybe working with me right now isn't an option for you or just doesn't make sense. What have you done in your life to change your own thoughts? Like, what are you consuming that makes you think, you know what? This is possible. Or why do I think this way? Like, I can't tell you. I would say almost every single client I've ever worked with has said, damn, I never even thought of that. I never even considered it that way. And they are right. Because they are living in their their bubble of a world in the same way that I was and still am on certain topics, right? I often think, what am I going to think in five years? What am I going to know? What am I going to do? It's so exciting. I love thinking about that because it's probably going to be super different. And I love that. But when I think back to Renee that was talking to that chicken um, cross country, like the, I was living in a tiny little world, a tiny little fish pool. We all are. And so when she told me that information, I was shocked. The... The people that you're spending time with and the information you're consuming, I think gets undervalued, especially if you're someone that wants to make those changes. Especially if you're someone that wants to get out of old habits or you're just someone where you're like, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm tired of showing up this way. I'm tired of being the one that's always eating healthy or signing up for extracurricular activities or bending over backwards for everyone else. I don't want to do it anymore. But if you don't have someone in your corner showing you that you don't actually have to do those things, you will start to doubt yourself. And this is a huge benefit of a group of a coach working with me one-on-one is that, When you make a change, you may have some resistance to people around you, and it's not that they dislike the changes that you're making. It's not that they disagree with the changes that you're making. It's none of that. It's the simple fact of you have trained them that this is your pattern, behavior, routine. I've probably told you this before. You've probably heard it before, but I'm going to say it again. When I first started not wanting to be the, quote, healthy fit one, I was so tired. I was like, it was such a standard to keep up to. I felt like I had to do it all the time. And there was one time when I went on a vacation and I didn't take my running stuff. And my mom said, oh my, you're not going running? Wow, that's weird. And I took it as a personal attack. <laughs> I was like, well, she thinks I'm fat and lazy now, obviously. Or I'd go out to eat and I wouldn't order the salad. And people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You're not getting the salad. And they were trying to be assholes. I had just trained them that for years, that was what I did. And I would, I would react and take it very personally instead of not taking it personally and just being like, yeah, I know, weird, huh? Yeah, I just want to do that. I just don't really feel like it. I'm not really into that anymore. Which is now what I do when I make a change. Like I'm not locked into any one thing. You always get to make a change. You always get to do something different. And there will very likely be some pushback from people around you that know you really well for the simple fact of it's what you've done for a really long time. I think about anyone in your life that's on a routine. Let's say every single morning they wake up and have oatmeal. They wake up at 6 a.m. and they have oatmeal. Let's say they get up at 8.30. You're like, whoa, that's wild. I've never seen you get up this early. Are you saying, wow, you're lazy? You're a lazy slob. Get it together. And then, and then they go in and have eggs and bacon. You'd be like, did you hit your head yesterday? What is happening? And it's not that the eggs and bacon, that you care at all. You're just like, this is out of character. You don't actually care what time they wake up or eat. You're just surprised that they're making a change. This is what I want you to keep in mind when you start to go through some changes in your life. When you start to choose things differently, when you start to behave differently, when you start to request things differently differently is there will be some people there will there will be some people that do not like it. Sorry, there's no way around it. They're not going to like it. And that's that's part of the deal, baby. It's like we got to let some of those people go. They're either on board and supporting it or they are getting off because we do not have time or energy to make sure they're okay. We just don't. You know, I've done this with my business. I'm doing it right now, going through a little branding shift. I'm going to be updating this podcast. I've mentioned that a couple times on here. I will lose some people. They will stop following me. My message will shift slightly, not a lot, but that's the price. That's the cost of growing and evolving. That's the cost of moving in to the next version of you. So how do we make these changes that everyone asks? Like, How do we go through this process? Well, if you do work with me one-on-one, I have a more specific process. Also, it depends on who you are. What's going on in your life? What have you tried? What do you want? What does it look like in five years from you? All very important questions for me to know, which is what we do cover on a consult call before we move forward with working together. But for you, for your list, if you're listening... Ask yourself, like, what what information am I consuming? What people am I paying attention to? And are they sending me the messages that I want to be hearing? If you're someone that wants to stop hating her body, how many people do you follow? How many books do you read? How many podcasts do you have? How many Audible books are lined up that talk about fat and weight loss or chicks in sports bras with leggings going up their ass, doing crunches that are like 22. (laughs) Like really be honest with yourself. Are you working with yourself or against yourself? Are these things in alignment with the the direction that you want to be going? Or is this the old you? Are you feeling inspired when you're listening to things and looking at things? Or are you feeling like just terrible? It's the same thing when, when hopefully you're, if your children are listening, maybe don't have them listen to this part. Just turn it off right now. Okay. Hopefully you ha- hopefully you turned it off. Um, but I mean, think about as a kid, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I did tooth fairy, Easter bunny, Santa Claus, all of it. I was on board. Because I had people telling me it's true. And I don't think that's bad at all. I know there's like all this whatever parenting, but I don't care. I thought it was fine. Didn't bother me as a kid. And the reason I thought that was because, again, my parents were telling me. I had no reason to think otherwise. I was watching movies about it. I was reading books about it. I was making Christmas ornaments. I was writing lists. I went to see some weird guy in the mall and told him. Like everything was pointing, this is true. This is true. This is real. This is what we believe. And yet now I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that was fun while it lasted, right? I now have new information. That's it. That's it. I've consumed new information. I have grown. I have changed. I now know different. So if you're on the path to making some changes in how you treat yourself, think about yourself, show up for yourself, make sure the things you're following are in alignment with that. And if you'd like to do this work with me one-on-one, get there even faster and have a real good time doing it, fill out the application in my show notes and we'll set up a consult call. All right. I will talk to you next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.